Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, The 5 F's of Franchising, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. After many years of trials and self-discovery, Hwan Karadagi stumbled into fitness and journeyed his way into becoming a master trainer. He wouldn't be where he is without mentors and business partners. He now owns and helps operate three gyms and expanding. Juan now serves as a guide to help others find their strengths by problem solving and continuous improvement. He also hosts a podcast called Value Verse to talk about the stories of mastery, growth, and success. He's fascinated by the intertwining in business, leadership, nature, and philosophy. So Juan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for, for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure and love the, uh, the show and all the work you're doing out there. It's, uh, it's my honor to be on the show. Thank you. I'm glad to have you here today. I know it's going to be a great topic, um, but before I get into the meat of the subject, I would like to ask you just a little bit more about yourself. Tell us how you became a business owner. You know, it's a, a big journey, a quest that started when I kind of stumbled into fitness and I basically um, started working out. And, you know, that led me to a lot of different realizations of, of improvement and what that was looking like for me. And um, I translated those to a lot of different areas in my life. So I, I, you know, ran into a bunch of different people and they basically had just suggested I become a trainer, a personal trainer. And I thought, you know, what's that? What, what's the trainer do? And what was that entail? So I got into 
personal training, uh, long story short, um, after facing so many different, you know, ups and downs and trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my life. That's sort of the thing I, I stumbled upon from there. I, you know, I nonstop four and a half years, I was a full-time trainer and basically um, became what they call a master uh, trainer, which was 2,251 sessions. And then I got to the uh, 10,000 hour mark and eventually, you know, getting about 10 certifications along the way. I met my business partner um, in the process of that. And that's where we had the um, discussions of where we wanted to go next. And we were looking all around and lo and behold, the answer was right in front of us. It was fitness all along. So we gotten into understanding how gyms work and different models. And that's when we found the, uh, the franchise of Anytime Fitness. Nice. So we want to talk today about, you know, effective versus productive uh, tasks that we're doing. But before we talk about that and the definitions, uh, let's first talk about how do you even know what to delegate? Because that's going to help us determine what's productive versus effective. I think the uh, great question, I think the importance of that is finding out what is, um, you know, something that you're good at doing or something that um, you're not, it's not in your core expertise of doing, right? Uh, you know, you don't, you go to a, a film set or you go anywhere, uh, you don't have the actor running around fixing things. Sometimes they do, but the actress focusing on acting. Right? And then you have this person doing this. And I only know that because I had a few minor stints in, the, in, the, in acting. So, um, and that's what kind of it is. It's focusing on your area, what you are um, great at doing. And um, it'll show you, you know, business shows you kind of those, those things that you're great at doing and things that you don't enjoy or you're not good at doing. And those usually are signals when you're not having fun, when it's something that is not, you know, uh, you don't like doing it, it's probably time to, to outsource that one and, and give it to somebody that can take it on with a little bit more, um, you know, uh, momentum or, or enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. So getting into this topic we're going to discuss today, then what are your definitions of effective versus productive? That's a, it's a great question. I think being productive is, is doing, you know, you feel like you're doing a lot of things, right? And you're running around all day, you're, you're checking boxes off, you're crossing items off. And then you, you know, I look back sometimes on, on the end of the day, or I'll talk to, you know, my mom or loved one, I'll say, you know, uh, I'll say, what did you do today? And, I, and I'm back in my head, I'm thinking I did so many things. But then when I go back to look at the tangible items I did, or, or the things that truly matter, I'm only finding a couple of them in there. So mm -hmm. it, the importance of, of productive work is that those are things that need to be done to, you know, either maintain or, or keep things afloat and effectiveness is what keeps you going forward and growing in, in, in business. So the productive side of things for me is sometimes, you know, uh, we were delivering flyers in, in the beginning of opening the gym and um, we're going door to door and it would take hours upon hours, right. And building furniture and that would take six to eight hours. And, and yeah, it seems like you're doing something, but right. at the end of the day, all you do is put together, you know, a desk or, you, you know, passed out 50, 60 flyers and then you're spent. Right. So the, the effective side is, you know, hiring somebody to um, deliver those flyers or clicking a few mouses and or mouse button clicks and getting, those flyers delivered automatically 
to, to those houses with, with just a few clicks and saving yourself that, that time and energy. So, you know, it, it's doing um, busy work versus work that right. can, that can advance you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good description too. busy work. I think sometimes I get really frustrated too, because they're, you know, my inbox is completely full and I feel like I've spent so many hours, even sometimes in a day going through email and responding to email. But then I'm thinking, I don't feel like I was very productive today. You know, I was just, I was busy, but then in your definition, that was still productive. I was doing something. It just wasn't effective, right. For growing my business. That's right. And having blocks of time, dedicated to that is something that I've done. So I'll, I'll set aside or carve out maybe an hour to, to two hours to dedicate myself um, solely to a task at hand that needs to be done. Right. So I can look back, right. you know, and say, I did everything today to exhaust this opportunity. And mm-hmm. that's, that's done now. Now I can say, right. okay, I'm waiting on some emails to come back. I'm waiting on some responses to come back. But the, the main thing is that I, I did it. And, and it's right. over there so that you're not, you know, running around in, in 10 different directions. Right. I love putting things on my calendar and blocking time too. I do feel like I've accomplished much more when I can say, yes, I completed that task. You know, it's great. <laughs> so um, I would love then to talk about what are examples of exhaustible or non-renewable resources? You know, it's a great uh, differentiator. Exhaustible is, are things that, you know, like energy, um, you know, decision-making, you know, um, even just anything that requires a a resource of some kind, right? Um, You know, even process of thinking, intellectual uh, thinking, right? Things that require decisions, things that require thoughts. Um, And then, you know, non-renewable time, right? And, and, um, other resources that you can't really get back, I guess. So, uh, you know, every day you wake up, you're given a certain amount of energy and mm-hmm. it's how you use it that day. Um, you can use it doing a bunch of stuff and then you can get tired and burnt out, you know, a few hours there, right. Right okay. upon waking. That's definitely happened to me. And, um, so now the importance is to say, what am I going to dedicate my, my energy to today? And how can I make best use of that, right? So on mm-hmm. any given day, uh, you know, I have like probably 15 to 20 small decisions to make, about two or three medium, and, and usually it's one big one. Mm-hmm. And I have to do that either every other day or every day. And that's kind of the thing that I look at. I'm like, okay, if, I, if I'm doing all these micro decisions along the way, it's like, I'm going to be bogged down by the time the afternoon or nighttime rolls around. And, and it was very much so like that in the beginning where I just kind of tired myself out by, by doing all the things. And it's, uh, it's not sustainable, right? So mm-hmm. you can't do that forever. So you, it's working hard and working smart, that whole talk, right? And right. you, you want to do both, but you want to work hard in the smart things. You know, you don't want to just right. work hard, just say I worked hard. You know, I, when I worked at, you know, before I became a business owner, even a personal trainer, I worked in restaurants and I would run around for eight or 10 hours a day. And I felt like what a great job I did today. Right. But I'm like, did, right. what did you really do? Right? right. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with, with working and in, in the, and there, it taught me some, some powerful things. I still hang on to this day. It's just that knowing that you could put that time into something that'll have a bigger return on investment is, is the mm-hmm. key. And, you know, you could be studying um, a course 
or or learning a new skill or, or putting that time into market research for your business uh, to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to make more contacts or to, you know, go to a seminar and the return on those are big. Right. Right. I think that's a good way to look at it, though, to talk about your return on your investment, your return on your time, you know, whichever you're you know, going to use as that factor to determine that. But yes, looking at what really brings value to your business. That's right. What, what's going to give you the biggest return on, on your actions today? If you if you do this, this, these little things, what's going to come out of it? versus what are the real things that you need to do and what's the return look like on those. I think making a list, um, you know, at the start of the week, usually um, on, on Sundays, I'll usually carve out a little time to, to write down some goals or some things that need to happen. And then just re- really take the time, take 20 to 30 minutes to write down some top things that you would like to achieve that can get you ahead. And and then go out and, and do them, right? So research has shown that that writing down your goals gives you a more likelihood of, of achieving them. So I, I think it's important for, for business owners and, and just you know productive and, and effective individuals to do that. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So then in business, is it better to be on the offensive or the defensive? You know, so we, the, the both, the, I think the best way to answer this, right, is to be offensive, just to clarify, is to be proactive, is to do things that allow you to advance, right? Allow you to move forward in, in whatever it is that you're attempting. And then to mm-hmm. be defensive is to safeguard yourself from, from harm or from things that can sideline you or take you down, blindside you, right? So um, you don't want to be too much of each because then you you lose the, the balance or the harmony. So mm-hmm. a, a a blend of both is necessary. If you're constantly thinking of ways to save money, then you're not going to use money to, to forward the, the necessary processes that need to happen. So you right. got to learn, okay, yeah, I'll save this much, but if I spend this much here, I'll advance by this much percentage. Okay, that's a good investment. That's This is a move we should make. So it's, it's really in the strategic right. way of of thinking when to move forward and when to come back a little bit. And you can apply mm-hmm. that to, to so many things. And as human beings, we all have a blend or we're all one or the other. And I think having individuals that embody both or different traits is what's key because sometimes you may not be thinking that way, and uh, but someone on your team is. And listening right. to that person is important because that that might be the right answer. Right. Well, I'm glad that you said, you know, offensive actually means proactive because someone might hear the word offensive and like, I don't want to be offensive, right? You know, it comes right. across as a negative. But by thinking of on the offensive just means, like you said, what's going to move you forward in your business. Like, you know, if someone's, you know, offensively moving their football down the line, whatever, they're going to be getting closer to their goal. So there's a good thing. But you know, you have to have sometimes that in your business, because otherwise, like I said, if you're only playing a defensive position, you're never going to score. Right. So having, like you said, that blend is really good. Um, and not just focusing on one or the other. That's right. And the, the only way is to, is to try and test it sometimes also, and to see what those actions bring you. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, the importance to remember is that it's the blend of the two. You have to know right. when to pull back. You can't always be offensive and, and proactive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to 
take a step back to, to go forward. And, and that's the whole point of it is to, is to know when to employ the, uh, the different ones. Right. That's good. And that's where strategic planning can come in too, right? So they can determine what they should be doing and when they should be doing that, you know, so it's not like you're just throwing a dart at a board and hoping you get the bullseye, right? You're really planning everything out. That's exactly right. So we were talking earlier about delegating and, you know, what is effective work versus productive work. So we know to be effective, we need to be able to get rid of some tasks off our plate. So how would you help someone understand what are you really good at and what should you not be doing anymore? I think it's important to understand, you know, the difference of what is it that you enjoy doing, what excites you? And what is bringing also, you know, I think we talked about this um, a little bit before is getting the return on your, um, your time, right? What is mm-hmm. the, the, the cost and, and what is it going to return on, you know, how much that cost is versus what you'll save as, as far as time and your resources are concerned. Um, and I think looking at, at, you know, money or revenue in a business, is it's important to differentiate that as a business owner, you know, you have these, at, you know, this revenue at your disposal to use that to, mm-hmm. to forward the, the business and grow the business. So doing right. things that, that you're good at is, is growing the business, right? And remembering why you started. You had a big vision. You had things you wanted to do. And to forward that, um, that, that vision is to keep that moving forward and to, to mm-hmm. use those resources like revenue and um, time and, you know, um, intellectual decision-making, whether that be um, energy or, or processes to, to forward that and to move the business forward rather than right. um, just, just staying in, in the same place and, and, and doing things that don't move you forward. So using those two, I think is key and understanding that, you know, you might not be a graphic designer right. and that's right. okay. You don't have to be the best graphic designer in the world, right? So we we have beautiful people in the world that they can handle these things for you. And that's why we have um, these skill sets. So so know what you're you're great at and identify them. And that way you'll always be doing something that you're great at doing. Right. And being willing, like you said, to actually invest in some of those services that are going to actually take it off your plate. Like you might think it's better to, you know, not spend the money and just get these tasks done, but you might spend eight or 10 hours doing something that someone else that you would pay for could do something for you in a lot less time and free you up to actually do things that are going to grow your company, right? So being willing to invest, not foolishly spending money on things that aren't going to return you know, what you need for the business, but really like looking at them logically and strategically. And also not forgetting the principle of, of delegating, but not abdicating, right? Um, mm, I think you bring point. up a, a good point on your end there is to, is to not just give away um, the farm and say, well, I'm hands off, I'm out of here, you know, because then right. you don't know what's going on. And I've fallen victim of that um, where um, to myself, really, when I didn't um, do that, I didn't know the ins and outs, you know, I, I had encountered some um some businesses in the beginning where i was not in a place to be doing those things and um you know those didn't turn out well and i had to you know close up shop there and i took on a few uh a few losses and those taught me very very important 
um, things and principles there was to, to know the business, truly know it, work in the, work in the business for a while, understand how everything works so you can appreciate and, and really know the mechanics of it. And then know to, to step back or step away and say, now it's time for me. I have grown from this now. And I can now delegate this. I can do mm-hmm. other things and then do things with that time. You know, if you're, you know, um, sitting around watching some YouTube videos on, you know, some reruns there, unless it might not be podcast. Yeah. Unless it's a great <laughs> podcast like this one where you're, where you're, where you're learning some, some truly educational takeaways. Right. Absolutely. That, that will advance you more than, mm-hmm. than, you know, putting together some Ikea furniture. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's true to really looking at what is valuable for what you're doing and what is bringing you, you know, growth in the business too, and focusing on that too. And, and like you said, just because you delegate something doesn't mean now your time is free. You know, the reason you delegated that is so you could focus on something that's going to grow your business. That's right. And I've seen it so many times, um, Candy, where, you know, people do things and they tire themselves out and then you know, it would have just cost you a couple of hundred dollars to, you know, outsource this and, Mm -hmm. you know, be, be happy, live free, do things you like doing. Right. And, you know, I think Jim Rohn said it best is uh, you can make time is the most valuable asset. You can make more money, but you can't make more time. And, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly it. You can always get money. Money will come and go in business. Um, It's how you use it. It's what you do with it. And then, but time you can't get back. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. <laughs> so I would love then to talk about what is a canvas strategy and what does that have to do with not having a specific skill set? So the canvas strategy was popularized by one of my favorite authors, Ryan Holiday, and he talks about it in, I think it's Ego is the Enemy. Um, and then he has another great book, The Obstacle is the Way. I highly recommend those. And he has this, um, you know, stoic you know, philosophy where a canvas strategy is allowing yourself to be the sort of canvas that others can express themselves through, right? So you are the, the person or the canvas that allows for that, um, you know, place that you're that, that, you that, that space that allows for that. And that can mean and take on so many things. So how does that relate in business? Right? So sometimes it's taking on the grunt work. Sometimes it's doing things to allow others to express themselves more creatively and to, and to forward the business more effectively. And that means doing some of the things they don't want to do, um, freeing up their time by giving yours, by taking on the grunt work, by, by um, offering your, your resources there and adding value saying, you know, don't worry about this, I'll do it. And yeah, it, it might be an uncomfortable thing to do and you might not enjoy doing it as well, but understanding that it's temporary as well and you'll advance as long as you help others advance. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the key to, to um, you know, getting forward. There was a, a story I read in a, in a different book about an individual who, you know, would just go to meetings and pop in and would start note-taking. And people in the meeting would look at him and say, you know, who, who's this and what's he doing in, in here? And, and he would volunteer and say, well, I'm your, your, your note-taker. Don't worry about, you know, anything compensation-wise. I'm just going to take notes and um, organize everything for you. And people agreed and, you know, he sat there and took notes and then eventually they trusted him to take on bigger projects. And then, uh, 
you know, he worked his way up in that field, but it's all about adding value. It's all about Mm -hmm. stepping forward and saying, I can do things for you. I can take these things off your plate and, and showing enthusiasm and proactiveness in doing it. And believe it or not, people will um, notice that. And they'll, and they'll say, you know, this, this person's good to have. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that sounds really great too, for somebody that wants to help out a business owner, but what about looking at that from the perspective of me? Like I'm super busy and I need to have some help with that. So how would I identify someone who maybe wants to use that strategy and develop their own business or helping someone like me as a president of a company be able to delegate some tasks? You know, there's great programs there, right? So we always have, um, you know, sometimes we have an intern that comes in, right? And wants to say, well, I want to learn how to be, have a business too. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. come on board. And what, what, what can you do here for us here? And I'll, and I'll, you know, everybody wants something, right? Mm-hmm. In, in what they do when they approach an organization or a career, but seldom or, or rarely do people come forward and, and tell the organization what they're going to do for them. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, as, as people that want to be successful or want to, um, everybody wants to, to be successful. Everybody wants to um, have, you know, more income or, or do important things, right. right? I don't think anybody says, well, I don't want any money. Well, maybe some, mm-hmm. right. but you, you always want to come forward and say, well, yeah, of course. Now, what can I do to help others do that? Mm-hmm. And then in turn, I can be successful. So I think, you know, setting up some programs for people to come in and learn from, from the day to day and, and coming mm-hmm. in and, and helping out and, and having them understand and grasp that real world experience is, is key. And, um, you know, some of, some of our younger generation could, could truly benefit from, from doing that, you know, give yourself mm-hmm. two weeks to just pop in some, some places there and, and take on some tasks and see what you'll learn from it, you know? Right. I've actually done that too with a few, especially there was a program that was like a hire a youth program that the state actually reached out to me at one point and said, we would love to be able to get some kids trained. You know, do you have anything in your company that's open? And the first time that I ever did that, I ended up hiring the person who came in because I actually was able to create a position and she hadn't had any real world experience and I was able to teach her some things and she stayed with me for quite a few years. And I actually did that. Um, a couple of times where I was able to hire after the fact, but there are sometimes I just did it to educate and then, you know, allow them to have skills that they could go do something else. But it is really nice when you can like even impart your wisdom to somebody. And then in the long run, it actually benefits you. <laughs> you weren't necessarily even intending for that to happen. So that's, that's happened a few times for me. One of the best things to do is pass along the things that, you know, we've learned and mm-hmm. help out the, the the next person to, to achieve what it is they want to achieve. I think that's so important to do and, um, and find those uh, individuals to that will take joy in doing them. I mm-hmm. think, uh, you know, one of the best things to do is just to leave something behind that um, you can leave when we decide to not do that anymore and, and leave mm-hmm. the world a little bit better. Right. So I'd love to talk about ideation and imagineering and why are those things important to a business? It's a a great um, question. I think everybody should set aside time to to really allow for those creative processes or juices to flow. You got to give yourself time to think about 
potential ideas that can take off. Um, you know, Google does this, FedEx does it. They all have, you know, uh, days or, or times in place where they'll just sit around and in a, in, a, in a room together and think of ideas together and how mm-hmm. they can they can forward the business in creative ways. Because if you're always working and running around, you don't have time to think. You know, right. but if you if you sit in a room, you're going to get a lot of thoughts coming in. We don't have much else to do, you know, and it goes back to my business partner and I that are, you know, together today in, in business is, you know, we essentially started from just getting together and thinking of different ideas. And mm-hmm. we, you know, the answer was in front of us the whole time. It was, it was fitness, but we only got to it because we had vetted out so many other bad ideas. And, you know, I call them bad ideas because, I mean, there were some really funny ones in there that, you know, we were, I'm like, wow, where were our heads at? And um, it's important that you find those that you don't like doing because those uh-huh. will find the good ideas through those. Right. And, you know, the bad ideas aren't terrible. They're just, they help you find out what you don't want to do. And that gets you closer to the, to the better or to the good idea. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. I mean, you have a business partner, like you said, Google, you know, they have a whole team. And so a lot of people listening might be like, well, I'm by myself. Like, I don't have a team to do that with. And so recommending just reaching out to other business owners, maybe, maybe even they form a group together to have a mastermind together or whatever they, maybe they have a business coach or something, but having someone that you can talk to about that, I think is really important. It's, it's, it's one of the most beneficial ways. I mean, I think you and I were speaking offline about masterminds and, and the, the benefit of having multiple perspectives come to you and mm-hmm. challenge or better your, your thought processes and ideas is, is something that could take you years to do. Um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you just go around you know, reading um, certain things or if you don't read or if you don't watch you know, beneficial programs, or you're not in circles where you're advancing your business um, ideologies, you're not getting much intake or, or resources to further that process along. Right. So doing something like a mastermind or, you know, sitting down and, and having creative conversations can allow for, for so much advancement and in, in saving time. Mm-hmm. It's so true too, because if you're so focused on it, sometimes you don't see the answer, but having a conversation with others who have a different perspective or different experience, then they can bring that to the table. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in terms of delegating too, I think that it's important to have some kind of process or a system so that the person who you're going to delegate to can follow along with what your system or process is. So from your perspective, then why is creating systems important and how does it help you avoid mistakes? You know, I I was listening to um, a podcast actually, and the the importance of a system is that it's an algorithm based approach right? Mm-hmm. So that you do A, B, C, and the, you get the desired result, right? Right. A D there, right? The next step or whatever the solution is. So, you know, if you have the recipe for a chocolate cake and you do everything that the recipe tells you, you're going to get a chocolate cake. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you, if you veer off the, the path of, or, or miss a few ingredients, then your chocolate cake's not going to come out right. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to taste great. It's not going to have, you know, the same moisture and, you know, forgive my lack of knowledge in baking, but that was the, um, the, the analogy there. So it's important to have a system in place because the desired algorithm or desired system gives you the end result. 
So mm-hmm. if you have, you know, if you have team members and employees running around, they don't know what to do when you're not there. It's right. a problem, right? Because then mm-hmm. they rely on you. You're never going to be able to walk away. Mm-hmm. And then you won't learn from your um, your mishaps or things that didn't go right. So, you know, documenting, creating, you know, uh, a Google Drive is mm-hmm. free and just putting things in there and then saying, you know, we have these resources here that you can always draw back on. And that right. way, no one's lost. They have a map mm-hmm. and that gets you to where you want to go. Right. And I tell people too, that maybe they're just the only person in their company right now too, that it's a good system for you to actually document everything now anyway, because you're still planning to grow. Most likely you're probably going to have to bring on a staff member at some point. So documenting how you do things now will be important down the line so that they can come in and actually do the process the way that you've been doing it. And like I said, not trying to fly by the seat of their pants or something. They're just going to actually have step one. You know, this is how you answer the phone or this is how you invoice your customer or this is how you put together this machine or something like that. A hundred percent. And it just makes everything much faster. You don't Mm want to be doing the same thing over and over again. Um, every single time you encounter some, you want to have a system right. that's in place so you know what to do. And whether that mm-hmm. be a, an auto automatic generated email that goes mm-hmm. out when something happens can save you five, 10 minutes. And um, that something as simple as that can save you that amount of time every day. Imagine mm-hmm. sitting down, writing an individual email saying, thank you, you know, hundred times a day, you're going to get a little fatigue doing that. So now they've come up with the process of throwing an email back. So you got to have systems where they take on larger things Mm and those processes. And I think, you know, with what's happening with AI, there's, there's so many changes that are coming in that, in that regard, in a positive way to just help Mm -hmm. business owners uh, free up a lot of that, that time. Right. So just start with one process and document it as you go through, start to finish, you know, don't have to do everything at once, but at least try to get everything. So at some point, somebody can come along and help you. I mean, then you can at least take a vacation or something, right? In your company, how many people never even take time off in their company because there's nobody to actually help them. That's right. And also to have everything that you have in your, in your mind, Mm-hmm. on paper, right? So the right. more important question you want to ask yourself is everything, you know, heaven forbid, or whenever, you know, burns down or is gone, mm-hmm. what, what's left? And is there something, a file or an archive we can pull out from and say, okay, here it all is. It's all protected. It's all here. We can right. replicate this. We can duplicate mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a fabulous idea too. I do the same thing. I have things stored on site, but I also have cloud-based storage too. So God forbid something happens in the office and or your computers die or something, you do have everything saved somewhere else as well. So that's a fabulous tip you just shared too. Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever, like yeah. you suggest using something to store it. That's right. That's great, great point. So I know we're coming down to the end of the time that we have uh, to share today. I know this has been great talking about effective and productive and delegation and all of that. Um, But there might be some things that the listeners want to connect with you on to learn more. So how, uh, you know, I I assume you have some kind of offer you might want to share with them. So what would you have for them? Yeah. So I have um, my website, www.thevalueverse.com. 
uh, where I offer uh, free PDFs there that you can download. You don't have to enter any information or anything like that. Just hit download and it's there. It's yours. These are things that I pick up along the way or things that I learned. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll be, you know, parting the dust there as I'm putting the website together and, and cleaning up a little bit. Uh, so I always have offers on there and that's um, uh, thevalueverse.com backslash uh, download. So you can also go to the website and click on the download tab. Uh, you can also listen to the Valueverse podcast where I always do um, have guest interviews and um, do solo episodes that I uh, always just try to, to add value on the things that I learned. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that too. That's kind of my purpose too. I want to help business owners and by presenting information to them that will help them be successful. Hence, you know, this is why I wanted to have this topic too. I thought it was a great topic. Uh, so I know hopefully they'll be reaching out to you for that, but how else can they connect with you? So I'm very active on Instagram and that's, um, what's the handles at Valueverse. So, uh, all one word at Valueverse on Instagram. And I'm, I'm very active on there and I always drop little tidbits and, and infographics there to just daily posts to help, um, help you kind of get some insights and, and add more value to your life. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kwan, for being a guest on my show and sharing your expertise with the listeners today. Candy, thank you so much for having me on. I, I love the content and the work that you're doing. Great podcast and, and keep up the awesome work. Thank you. So, and to the listener, thank you for joining us today. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it did answer some questions about effective versus productive work. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Kawan at the link that he shared or send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic, the five stages of growth for the early stage business. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. Remember you can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.